welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Pastor Greg Payne, Pastor Brad Woodsky, and uh, we are glad to be with you again for another edition of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Merry Christmas! This is a Christmas edition, and we're all getting ready for that wonderful time of the year. Pastor Brad, do you have a favorite Christmas song? I think I, I'll, I'll go with a silly one and then what, okay. what it really is because uh, I was asked this question the other night too at family dinner and and I, I really didn't have an answer for it. I kept going back and forth with it. But <laughs> my silly song would be Dominic the Donkey. Dominic uh, <laughs> the Donkey. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard, ever heard of that. He's the Italian Christmas Donkey. Italian Christmas yeah. Donkey. I'm, I'm missing out on this one. Yeah, that one is more of like Nicole, my youngest sister. Like, okay. She just she just sang that song one time, <laughs> and it was really funny. And so that's one that memory-wise. But uh, when I'm thinking of like Christmas songs and uh, even, even in like – service or something like that uh, silent night is that more one. sacred yeah. songs yeah, yeah silent night's night. that one for me i, I just uh, i tend to love that one yeah that's a good song silent what's, night what's holy yours? night i don't know if i have one particular favorite i really like christmas songs yeah i like sacred christmas songs i like fun christmas songs i like secular christmas mm-hmm. songs and so as soon as i can each year i like to to turn on the christmas stations on my sirius xm app and listen while I'm going to visitations and meetings and traveling around. And Do you have like a favorite Christmas singer then? No, I tell you what, I, along that line though, I really just enjoy listening to different Christmas songs and listening to how different artists interpret mm-hmm. the song or arrange the song. Yeah. I really get a kick out of that and just listening to their different arrangements and styles and how their personalities or their their preferences whatever their creativity mm-hmm. yeah. will come out in a song so i love doing that i love listening to songs and then comparing how someone else did it yeah so i don't have a favorite as such though but yeah i love christmas love christmas songs we started the sermon on sunday or i guess i should say i started the sermon on sunday talking about christmas headlines and reference some of those christmas songs did, did you recognize any of the Christmas songs that I referenced? Like, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, I you do. remember that <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and then, um, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Mm-hmm. I remember that from the Chipmunks. From the Chipmunks, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. the Chipmunks. Yeah, so, so we were talking about with Christmas headlines and with those songs that sometimes things aren't as they seem mm-hmm. or, or aren't as bad as they seem, but also referenced some just historic headlines as mm. all that was part of the introduction into the sermon um the sermon was preached on december the 11th but december 7th was just a few days before that and talked about how that was a big headline day a date that would live in infamy mm. the bombing of pearl harbor but christmas headlines I, I thought about that topic brad and i thought about that sermon of how we could look at any component of the christmas story and a headline in a newspaper or an online article today could be very misleading. Mm-hmm. It could tell just half the story. I mean, we could say the shepherds were in the field fearful. Well, that would sound like a pretty awful story. Yeah. When in fact, yes, they were fearful at one point in the field, but it was because the angels were appearing to them yeah. with 
good tidings of great joy. With, the headline with great only gets news. a piece of the story. It only gets a piece of the story. Yeah. Yes, and so we can look at a lot of things. We could we could say Mary pondered these things in her heart, but then what were the things that she pondered mm. in her heart, and and to get into the preciousness of what those things were, or or that Joseph and his whole story of of toiling and struggling with what was happening, you know. So when you put the humanity part back into the Christmas story, but the sermon centered around Christmas headlines. And the first point was, or the first headline was, sometimes things aren't as bad as they seem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things aren't as bad as they seem. And I used an historic headline and a picture. I'm looking at the picture, in fact, in front of me right now that we used on the slide was of President Truman holding up the Chicago Daily Tribune, the first page, front page of that newspaper. And the big headline says, Dewey defeats Truman. Mm -hmm. And Truman is holding that up smiling because that headline was totally wrong. It was totally wrong. They had gone to press the night before earlier than any of the other newspapers because they had changed some ways of of operating their press. They had had gotten some new equipment and the whole process had changed. They went to print too early on election night. And the next day, their headline says, Dewey defeats Truman, when in fact Truman had won the election. Sometimes things aren't as bad as they seem. But sometimes in our life, it seems that the headline of that season of our life or the way someone is trying to define us or label us will seem bad, will seem worse than it is. But with Christ, our headline does not have to be the final story or definition. There's always more. There's always hope. And that was the word of the sermon, I Mm -hmm. guess, as far as the week before was joy. But this sermon was talking about hope. There's always hope, even when things seem bad. Mm -hmm. There's always hope as part of the headlines of Christmas talked about Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God has come or God with us, Mm. God with us. And when we remind ourselves he has come, he is with us, he's not leaving, then really nothing that we face is as bad as it seems because the headline of Christmas says Emmanuel, God with us. Christ has come. What's your favorite part of the Christmas story, Pastor Brad? Oh, you know, I don't know. After... This this past year with uh, the teens, we went through the story in three different parts, and we really started out with Mary, and we, we really compared the birth of Jesus and um, John the Baptist, mm. and I think that element right there, uh, the news being told to both, like hearing from both sides of those families and watching that comparison in it was pretty pretty amazing, even, even the fact of um john leaping in the womb you know and Mm. and just that confirmation of what what was spoken over uh him and and so it's i would say right now it it might be that like that's something i keep going back to with Mm. with watching that story watching how it played out how it developed um and and just god and his faithfulness even as we see right here with the sometimes things aren't as bad as they seem or as hopeless as they seem like Mm -hmm. it's it's easy to doubt when you're walking through it and you don't right. see the final that final part. You you're right. only going by the one headliner, but you haven't had the whole story play out yet. Right. And you have moments like that where you you see the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God in a moment, and mm-hmm. it's like 
you're right. I, I just got to hold on and keep keep on trusting God because he's never failed me and he's never going to fail me. I, I think once we have had a few of those headlines, if I can say it that way, and a few of those stories play out mm. and then we get to the end of that particular story or season or storm or trial and we see the full headline yeah. and the full faithfulness of God and we see that God was indeed Emmanuel with us, but God was also our deliverer and brought us through those things. Once that's all played out a few times in our lives, it increases our hope and increases our faith when we're going through and in the middle of something new. Yeah. Because we see that God was faithful in the past, gives us confidence he'll be faithful. We have hope in the present. We have hope in the future. Yep. Hope is a powerful thing. I think that I have heard a quote, something along the lines of how long a person can go without food and survive, how long they can go without water and survive, but a person can't go very long at all without hope and survive. Thank God we have hope through Jesus Christ. We want to talk about a couple other points with hope when we get back on the Bad Preaching Podcast. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Pastor Greg here with Pastor Brad. We were talking about Christmas headlines and the fact that there was always hope in your headline. Don't let your headline or your label define you. God is always at work. There's always hope. And the story is not finished until God writes the final part of the story. We talked about sometimes things aren't as bad as they seem. That was the first point of last week's sermon. But the second point is this. Sometimes things aren't as hopeless as they seem. And in that story, in that sermon, I used the story of the Titanic. And there was a headline I displayed on the screen that day that said 1,500 to 1,800 dead uh, the lost on the Titanic. And many of you, if not all of you, know the story of the Titanic. But what I found when I did some reading and researching about this story of the Titanic, there was actually another vessel another ship called the Californian that was only 40 minutes away, which in the scheme of things, that would have been plenty of time for them to arrive. And that ship, that vessel could have saved the remainder of the people who were sinking on the Titanic. And so what was a hopeless situation really wasn't as hopeless as it seemed if they could have just made contact with the Californian. And my understanding was they did try to make contact with the Californian, but the individual who was on duty on that other ship, on the Californian, had stepped away mm. from from the communication. And so that reminds me, though, in our lives, we may seem like we're sinking. Things may seem very hopeless. Our help is closer than 40 minutes away. Our help is as close as the breathing the speaking of the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Again, Emmanuel, I use that word, that description of Christ all through the sermon, God with us. 
And when we put our faith and our trust in Christ, he is with us. He is right here with us in our hearts, in our lives, active in and around us. Things aren't as hopeless as they seem. Our help is much closer than even 40 minutes away. And our help, Christ, never leaves his post of duty. He never goes away from the communication Mm. center. He is there. He is always a prayer away. And sometimes things aren't as hopeless as they seem. And I just feel like people this day and age in in society just really need hope and they need to be reminded that things are not as hopeless as they seem. Mm -hmm. If we'll turn our hearts and our lives over to Christ, recommit ourselves to him, trust him. He is with us. He loves us. He can do all things. And there is hope. There's hope in this life and there is hope in the life to come. So, Pastor Brad, what do you think about this concept of hope? You know, while, while you're saying all those things, it, it reminded me of a, something we were talking about in the first segment with Mary, when you talk about her treasuring the, these things and pondering about them in her heart. Um, right before that, it's talking about the shepherds going and, and spreading the good news yeah. and spreading that hope. Spreading right? the hope, yeah. But it then goes right back to Mary and talks about Mary treasuring these things up in her heart and pondering them. And I think you need both to have hope. I think it's good. I think spreading hope to others, but mm-hmm. then also like all the things that she just went through and God showed again and again how he was faithful, how how he, he, uh, when she put her hope in him, he was there. And I think both of those go together in mm-hmm. our lives. I, mm-hmm. I think that we we can share that hope, we can receive that hope, but also Take those moments to remember the great things that God has done in our lives, right? Because that does build our hope. It, it makes us think, you know what? He did it once. I can, I can do it. I can take another step in faith and know that He's He's going to be there. That this really isn't as hopeless as it seems because God is with me. And if God is with me, right. what 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 shall I fear? You know. And so I think Amen. I think that that element in the Christmas story really does show that things aren't always as hopeless as it seems, even for her. Like. No, no, there was no room, right? And and still they found God led them to a place and right. where, where Jesus would be born and everything would work out. But there's plenty of situations in that Christmas story where it looks like this got to be hopeless. Mm. But there's always hope. There's always hope. There's always hope. Not just Christmas hope. Mm-hmm. Like the sermon ended Sunday, we ended by talking about the Christmas hope and how it ties and many of the things that you're talking about here center around the Christmas story. But some folks might be listening to this podcast at any time of the year. That's the beauty yeah. of podcasts. And a lot of times folks will will listen and kind of binge listen. So mm-hmm. you might be listening in July and just going backwards in time. And, Christmas in July. And there's Christmas in July. <laughs> there is, there's Christmas in July. There's hope in July. Yeah. You may be listening in August or September but there is hope in Christ regardless of the season, the time, whether it's the calendar season or time or even the season of life you're in, mm-hmm. whether you're very young, you might be a teenager or more mature, maybe a senior citizen, whatever season of life, there is always hope in Christ yeah. and, and let that hope arise in you. The final point that was made in the sermon on Sunday was about God's unspeakable, undescribable gift. Mm. Uh, A scripture from Corinthians that says, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. 
If you go into the Greek of studying that word back, you see unutterable. You wouldn't even say it. And I, I thought about that and thought I would never, Pastor Brad, I would never ask someone to give up their son mm-hmm. as a gift for my salvation. If that makes sense, I would never ask for someone else's child. But God planned from the very beginning that he would send his only son to die for us and for mm-hmm. all of the world. So it's it's something we wouldn't even utter. We wouldn't even ask someone, um, definitely not God, but we wouldn't even ask anybody here to give their son for us, thank God for His unspeakable, His un—we wouldn't even utter it—the indescribable gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. So I used a final headline in that, playing off of the Christmas headlines, and put a lot of history into the sermon. I'm an old history teacher back in the day, but I put the headline, The First Footstep When Man Stepped on the Moon. And, of course, the quote that day was, One Small Step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Mm-hmm. But I redid that quote for the purpose of this sermon and said, one small step for God, one giant leap for mankind. Now, at first, you might look at that and say, well, what do you mean one small step for God? Because as we've just described, it was no small thing. He yeah. gave his son. But I didn't mean it in that context. It was certainly indescribable, as that scripture said, an unbelievable thing for God to do, a significant, huge thing for God to do. But I'm just saying in the context of one small step for God, God had planned this step since before creation. Christ was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world Before God even created humanity, he wanted relationship with us so badly. He had already planned that he would send Christ to reconcile us back together. And then throughout the entirety of the Old Testament, he is pointing to the time when Christ would come to this earth to do just that. And so I say one small step for God because I believe When, as the Bible said, in the fullness of time, I believe when it got to that point, there was there was some joy about it with God to say, as painful as this is, we are finally at that point that I have been planning for so long that I'm going to send my son. I've been preparing the way I have been prophesying through the prophets. I have Mm -hmm. been pointing through the Old Testament times and I've prepared it all. And now it's just one more step for me. I'm going to send Christ to this world so that I can redeem all of humanity. Whosoever will, whosoever will receive my son can be redeemed, can be saved and reconciled, born again, and know my son as Emmanuel, God with us. Thank God that is a giant leap for mankind. We can leap out of our hopelessness into the hope of Christ. We can have hope in this life and the life to come. We can have salvation through Jesus Christ, one giant leap for mankind. I hope you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, your Emmanuel. Thanks for listening, Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching (laughs) Podcast.